what's up, y'all? It's me, it's me, it's ABC, coming at you live again on Blog Talk Radio, live from my studio here in lovely Kent, Washington. Welcome to the ABC podcast on Blog Talk Radio, where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. If you want to call in, uh, the number is area code 563-999-3596, area code 563-999-3596. Call in questions, comments, concerns, or if you need advice. Also, I turned on the chat feature, so if you just come across the show and you want to post something, post a message on my chat board about something that I say, be great, I read it on the air, um, so I can do that. So, again, it'd be great. Um, I'm still battling a cold, so I'm going to try to power through this show as best I can, but my voice isn't the best right now. It's been really uncooperative. Now I did a I did a show earlier, but I realized after the show that I used the wrong microphone. I had to they set for the wrong microphone and it completely killed the audio. The audio was absolute trash. So what I'm in, what I'm doing now is I'm redoing the show. Right, I I scrapped the old show. I'm redoing it. Why do I do that? Because when you're building a brand, you have something called quality assurance. Right, the quality assurance makes sure that quality assurance's job is to make sure that the product that you're about to send out to the market meets, you know, meets specifications and it meets your exacting standards. Because they're never going to be able to sell something, well, China notwithstanding, but you'll never be able to sell something to anybody that's that has flaws. So that's your that's quality assurance's job. And so I couldn't I could have left the audio I could have left the old episode up and just called it a day, but I don't want to. I want to do this right. So I'm gonna do it again. So this is why I'm on right now. Uh, so if you call my earlier show, it's gonna be the it's gonna be just basically a retelling of the same story. <laughs> Excuse me. Without the lemonade though, um, because I've just had my fill of lemonade. So I'm just gonna power through as best I can without it. So that's it. In today's show, what I want to do is I'm going to do the Wednesday thing on a Saturday. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read from a romance blog. A relationship blog, and it's going to be because the blog I found was let's see, it came from it came from feminist rag cosmopolitan, and it's twelve things men secretly find sexy about about women. I'm going to do it again. I did it in the first show, and I had some I had some real scathing things to say about it. So I'm going to do it again in this show just so I can um just so you can get out the way. And then in the next hour, in the second hour, we're we're going to do we're going to do the whole success in online romance things. And then to go with that, I found actually a website that from Psychology Today, and it's twelve tips for making your online dating a success. So I'll go through that again. I'll tell you if it's if it's good advice, bad advice, and then we'll go through some plenty of fishandmesh.com profiles, and we'll and we'll examine them and learn where these women are going wrong. And trust me, these women are going wrong. There's a a lot of you out there don't understand what it what it is to have that profile, what that profile is for. So y'all get it wrong. You guys get it horribly wrong, and this is why you're not getting responses. So we're going to do that, and then I'm going to let you know where y'all are going wrong, and hopefully by the end of that, you'll understand and you'll be able to um, you'll be able to correct that shit. That's that. But first, I'm going to put something to bed because. There's a narrative out there that really needs to be put out to pasture, right? 
Now, when women go to the club and they see a guy, maybe that they want, the guy checks all the boxes. He's got the he's got the mark of the beast thing going on there, six six six. And she goes up, she tries to talk to him, whatever. Provided she tries to talk to him, because women just don't like approaching men nowadays. They would, they still want to sit back and place in her field. That's what it is. What it is. But so they go up, they try to talk, or maybe maybe the guy tries to talk to her. And within about 10 minutes of talking to her, the guy's like, nope. And then he walks away. The woman is wondering now, what the hell went wrong? The dude checked all the boxes. He should have been into me. I am I told him, I, I, I'm, a, I'm strong. I'm independent. I got my own money. You know, I provide for myself. Why does this guy not work? You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty accomplished 35, 40, 45-year-old woman. He should, you know, they're... I have my degree, and I have my. I'm, I'm in management, so I'm making my own money, of course, because I drive a, I drive my Mercedes, and I have my apartment on the Upper West Side, or maybe Vashon Island, maybe Bainbridge Island, maybe Sammamish, because there's tons of stories that come out of Sammamish. I'll tell you that right now. Those rich single moms that, yeah, Sammamish. <laughs> um, or maybe even at the most extreme case, Medina, right? If you and if you live in like Pacific North, if you live in Puget Sound, you know what I'm talking about. But the guy walks away. He just he's like, "I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm done talking to you. I don't. I'm going over to here with this woman." So the guy, so the woman's feeling jaded now. Rationalize that away because remember, anytime that happens, it leaves a lot of questions. Questions need to be answered, like just psychologically, right? Human psychology is such that no question could go unanswered. Now, the answer can come from reality, or the answer can be made up. Most time, when there's an answer, most time there's a question and reality can't answer it. You got to make. You're going to make up an answer. Why? Because psychologically, psychologically speaking, you have to do it. The answer that's made up, right? Because again, she's not going to go up to that man and ask, "Well, why did you reject me?" To have that whole conversation. That's just not going to happen. However. The woman, in the lack, in the absence of those answers, the woman has to make an answer up. And the answer goes to this narrative, and this narrative is spread like wildfire, especially among black women. Now, the narrative goes like this. Now, remember, forget about the wall, right? Because I did a show on the wall yesterday, and the wall is a mathematical certainty. It just is. <laughs> mathematical and temporal. Excuse me, I'm going to be coughing a lot, too. Because again, I'm still getting over this cold. My voice isn't what it's supposed to be right now. So I'm struggling to do this, but I'm going to get it out. So the math, the wall is a mathematical certainty, mathematical and temporal certainty. But forgetting that for a second, the narrative, absent the wall, goes like this. That man, and men in general, because remember, you're still, she's still single. First she's talked to a lot of men, and a lot of men said no thanks. So the narrative goes like this. Men are intimidated by the fact that I'm strong, I'm independent, and I have my own. And they don't want to deal with that because they think because they're because of their fragile little egos. If that's you, and I'm talking about I'm talking to those strong independent women who women who got their degrees and went far in their career, congratulations, but I got a message for you. I'm also talking to the OnlyFans girls, because this is who you hear from most. OnlyFans are black women. But you hear from the pair of professionals too, who still remain single into their forties. If that's you, let me put a little nugget in your ear. 
Listen here, boo. That has nothing to do with your degree. It has nothing to do with your job. It has nothing to, well, I'm not going to say it doesn't have anything to do with the money. Because the money is a major part of it. Now you're asking, what the hell? Let me explain. When you go to the, when you go to the man and you and you introduce yourself and you're getting to know each other, right? That first introductory conversation, and you tell him that you're you're independent, you have your own this, you have your own that, you got a house, you have this, you have this good job, you make this much money. Some of you do, some of you don't talk about how much money you make, but it is beside the point. But you. But you're telling you're telling the man all this, and all of a sudden the man's like, "No, nope, I don't want any part of it." I'm gonna tell you why he does. It. it has nothing to do with intimidation. It has nothing to do with ego. Let me tell you why this happens. Partly it's because of the money. Let me tell you something about men that you don't you don't already know. So I'm putting just why I'm dropping this nugget in your ear right now. <clears throat> Hang on. Ooh, let me catch my breath because I'm struggling here. Again, this cold is kick is killing me. Here's what the deal is: we men, especially men who've Men who have something and have some financial, a little bit of financial knowledge under their belt, right? Maybe you were able to get away with something with men who don't know any better. I get that. There are those men out there. But the majority of men have some kind of financial knowledge under their belt. And if you have a small iota of financial knowledge under your belt, you would understand two things. Number one, a woman, the money a woman said that she has, which is the reason why she's strong and independent and don't need a man or whatever. He understands that that money's finite. That's number one. So the lifestyle she lives now is not going to be the lifestyle she lives later. We get that. Why is that? That goes to point number two. Point number two. The majority of, overwhelming majority of women, I'm not going to put a percentage on it. I'm just going to say the overwhelming the overwhelming majority of women, first of all, you're never going to find any female billionaires. You will. No, let me get that. Let me get that. Let me get this right. There are female billionaires out there. But were they self-made? No. No woman in history, none, have ever taken their own money and turned it into a billion dollars. Men did it. Men did it throughout history. Well, not throughout history. But men, one hundred percent of the people that have taken their own money and turned it into a billion dollars have been men. The reason for that. The reason, and the reason for that is something that the women out there really don't want to. Really don't want to. Did I even start this? Yeah, I did. Um, it's something that the women don't want to acknowledge, but it's absolutely important. The reason why is this. It's because the overwhelming majority of women out there don't know anything about investment. They don't know anything about a penny saved as a penny earned. And no, we're not talking about how much money you have to bank. That's, that's what it, it is what it is. But I'm talking, what do you know? What do you know about stocks? You may know what a stock is. How does it work? Do you know about a mutual fund? How does that work? Do you know about a, C a bank CD? Do you know how that works? Do you know about treasury bonds? Do you know how those work? Do you know how you can leverage treasury bonds to escape uh, to escape paying federal taxes? You don't know that. See, here's the thing. When you talk about bringing, what do you have to bring to the table? Now, your average woman who went and got her degree, went and, went and got this career, went far in a career, did spend time learning how to be a wife. That's that's number one. So when you ask them what they have to bring, in, bring to the table as far as wife, as far as being a wife is concerned, they 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 know not. They they don't they don't they just don't know. They just don't. No. Barring that, right? Barring that, when you. 
when you ask a woman, even financially, what she's bringing to the table, she says, I have this job, but guess what? That job's not forever. At some point, you're going to retire. When you retire, will that money, will that money continue? Chances are no. There's going to be a market decrease, a market decrease. Why? Because women just don't have, just don't have those investments under their belts. This is why women have never turned their own money into billion, into billions. I, I struggle to even find women who've taken their money and turned it into millions. I'm sure, there, I'm sure there are some women out there that have done it. However, the overwhelming majority of women haven't done it. They have what they have, yes. But they spend it on a nice apartment, a nice car, a nice bag, a nice clothes, trying to look the way. Maybe they get their hair done. Maybe they get those those caterpillars put on their eyelids. Or those claws put on, their, put on the ends of their fingers. Maybe they get a boob job. Maybe if the wall hits, they'll get some Botox and some more makeup. But all that's all that's all that's vanity right there. What do you have that's going to sustain you after all of that goes away? Because remember, the wall the wall is a the wall is a mathematical and a, and a temporal certainty. So what do you have underneath you for when those times come? And this is why men walk away because you're talking about what it is you have, but not what it is you have to offer. See, you may have money, and you may have a nice car, and you may have your own house. Well, what do you have to offer? You can't offer that. What you can, what you can offer to the relationship is the continuance of the lifestyle, which only happens through stocks, bonds, through a portfolio. Do you have a portfolio? No, you don't. So you don't have anything to offer financially. You don't have anything to offer as a wife. What do you have to offer? That, my friends, is why men walk away when they hear women talk about how strong, how independent, how they don't need a man because they have their own, yet they become, excuse me, when, they, when they're 45, 50, 55 years old, it's time to retire. And next thing you know, because their 401k isn't where, they, where it needs to be, because all they do is work the bare minimum. And they don't have any, they don't have a portfolio to live on. All of a sudden, they're broke. And then the car has to go away. And then the lifestyle has to turn itself down. And they're still looking for that, and they're still looking for that six-figure earning man so that they can grab something, grab some semblance of the life that they always dreamed of. But guess what? At that point, after the walls hit you, after your war four hundred one k screws you over, and you can't, you don't really get much out of that, get much out of social security. The man's going to look at you and your makeup and your Botox and your lip fillers. And your BBO that you spent all this money on while you were working, and your car that's now, if it even exists anymore because you didn't sell, it's like breaking down now. And he's going to look at all of that and be like, seriously? When there's somebody a little younger, a little hotter, maybe they have a portfolio, maybe not. But there's more of a potential for a future. Again, you don't look for a man, you look for that man, and that man doesn't look for you. That man is looking for that girl, not a girl. A girl is you. That girl is somebody else. He's not looking for a girl. He's looking for that girl. And guess what? At a later, at a later point in life, he has a better chance of getting that girl than you have of getting that guy. But you want us to think, for some crazy reason, you want us to think that men are, in, 
men are intimidated by you because you have, because you have your own money, you you have a job, you have a degree, and you're strong and independent. You really want us to believe that garbage. That that right there, uh, it has to go. It has to go away because that narrative right there is the biggest inhibitor of women's romantic lives. Big, huge. Once you learn to once you learn to let go of that narrative that oh men just don't like men are just intimidated by me that's why I can't find a good man. Once you get rid of that delusion, then you're on your way. You're on your way to becoming somewhat successful. <laughs> Excuse me, but not until then. You're not until then. The dating market's got nothing for you. I'm, I'm serious about that. The dating market's got nothing for you because most of you have taken this whole degree and job and position and pay and how much money you have in the bank, you've taken that and priced yourselves right out of the dating market because you overinflated your own value because you didn't bother to learn what what it takes to get a man to notice you. And it ain't your money, it ain't your degree. We, can't, we don't care much about that. What we care about is your potential to be a wife and your potential to help move the household train. If you can't do that on either fronts, either financially or maritally, then what do we want with you? So it's not like we're it's not like we're intimidated. We just see we we hear certain things and our brains click because we've a we've heard it before. We've heard it all before. So there's nothing really that you can come with that we haven't that we that we didn't hear from countless other women, right? But B we automatically know because of what we know, what we've been through, and what we've learned. If you're BSing us or not about having your own money, you know you hear these simp's out there, right? You hear these mega simp's like Steve Harvey out there saying. Well, I played the clip in one of my last shows, one of my Saturday specials. I think it was like two, three weeks ago. And I played the clip of him where he said, "Women are bringing the table to the table." And I find that kind of, that struck me as kind of odd. Because Steve Harvey, I don't know, I'm not even going to mention his name. But, but the reason why I found that I found it kind of odd is because most women, again, don't have a portfolio. They know nothing about building a portfolio. They know nothing about what goes in a portfolio, what a portfolio is even for. Yet, they want to say that we can bring, we can bring our own table to the table. Well, guess what? A portfolio? Your basic portfolio are like the legs to the table. So you can't bid, you can't have a table if you don't have legs. So how are you going to bring a table to the table, but you can't even build the legs for the table? Again, it's not like you can, it's not like you can't bring a table to the table because you can. You just lack the capacity to. You lack the capacity to bring a table to the table. That's just it. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to take a 10-minute commercial break. When I come back on the other side, we're going to go through... Um, when I come back on the other side, we're going to go through this dating blog from Cosmo. About 12 things men secretly find sexy women. I'm going to, I'm going to destroy that. So we're going to look forward to that. Uh, you're listening to the ABC podcast of Block Talk Radio Saturday special. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. You're a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. 
Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great because you're a pop. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have Tootsie Roll Pops. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops are such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget, Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack, too. Ten pops and assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow, and what a pie it makes. 
richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you. Crisp golden cookies and in between. An extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of cream. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich for yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. It's Swiss cream sandwich. Oh, yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. And yoo-hoo-hoo, Swiss cream sandwich. Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. <laughs> box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way. Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message and only secret squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the secret squadron. But you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the secret squadron. We secret squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. 
Training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. came in a little bit hot in that last uh, segment, the first segment, and a little bit first, but hey, some things just need to be said. Also, during the commercial break, I was an expert lesson in what not to do during the commercial break, which is leave the mic hot, because we're sitting here, I'm looking for, I got it, I have this called, I'm looking for tissue or toilet or something that I can use it, I'm like going out of my brain, and then when I come back, and I'm like, oh, we're on commercial break, I tell my girlfriend we're on commercial break. And then I look and I'm like, oh, look, the mic is still hot. So you probably heard like all of that. So, you know, I apologize for that. You know, these things just happen. I'm my old producer. So I like I can fire myself for being incompetent. Sometimes I wish I could, but yeah, just doesn't happen that way. On to the lecture. Now, if you know me for any amount of time, you would know that I like to rip apart dating books. And I think that certain dating blogs or certain persuasion um, feminists, they, they, they're they not looking to do you any favors, right? They act, I think they actively keep to, they actively seek to keep people single and miserable. And I kind of found an example here. I did. It comes from Cosmopolitan. Again, no, no friend of men's rights. And this one is entitled, uh, what is it? 12 things, 12 things that men secretly fight sexy. Okay, one thing, yeah, for both things men secretly find sexy about women, and is written by Edward Lane, published on 1 February 2016. Now, I guess Edward Lane wants to say, but as a guy, wants to tell women what guys find secretly attractive about women. Now, remember, this is written in time, like, before OnlyFans, and before the dating market was flipped by OnlyFans, and all this, all this stuff, right? OnlyFans did a lot, a lot to wreck the dating market for women. It just did, because a lot of men just aren't going to date OnlyFans. A lot of women are on OnlyFans. So what are you going to do, right? Anywho, that notwithstanding, Edward Lane saw fit to publish an article in Cosmo in 2016 trying to explain 12 things that men secretly find sexy about women. So is he right? Let's find out. Number one is says number one, when you outsmart him. Now, 
just without even reading the blurb, I can honestly say, women, please, just please, just as a favor to us guys, and as a favor to yourself too, because you don't want you don't want to come off this way. You just don't. Don't try to outsmart you, man. Just don't, because it makes you seem like you're a you're either a an education snub. That's that's one, or two. You're in that end phase of sign, S-I-G-N, which is your need to your need to constantly be right. Don't try to outsmart them. That's just, that's especially if well, I'll, I'll read the blurb. But if you want to try to one up him on some knowledge of something, just don't. And it has nothing to do with fragile egos. I mean, that's generally where the that's generally the mind is drivel that comes out when we talk about these things. When I say don't do that. Oh, you just don't want your fragile little ego hurt. No, it's just it's a bad look on you. Is there something wrong with not wanting you to make a do something that looks that reflects bad on you? And trust me, it's, and it goes for men too. Like men, when you try to outsmart your women, understand that that's kind of a bad look on you because it makes you look like an education snob or a, or one of those people, right? So again, try to outsmart each other is like. I guess it's if you're playing um, sorry, or if you're playing Monopoly, then yeah, outsmart each other all the all the time. Especially a Monopoly, because if you can outsmart somebody in Monopoly, you're good. I do it all the time. Excuse me, can't laugh now because I cough. But I outsmart people in Monopoly all the time. I do it using the um, I'm doing I do it using the published rules. I don't use house rules. I use the published uh, record brothers rules. And I use that to outsmart my opponents. And usually, uh, ever since I learned to do that, I've been undefeated in Monopoly. Going back to about 2002. But, uh, let's see, when you outsmart What does the blurb say, though? <laughs> Excuse me. An old man likes to be made to look stupid. The feeling of punching above his weight can be just as much of a turn-on in terms of brain as it is of beauty. Up in some highbrow dinner conversations to, set, to see him set up straight and start paying attention. It has nothing to do with outsmarting somebody. Like, if you know something about a subject, if you if you have a mutual if you have mutual interest in a subject and you know a lot about it, yeah, all day long, right? Because you bounce things off each other, you converse with each other about this thing. Like, me and my girlfriend talk Disney all the time, because we're both Disney nerds. That's just how it is. So we talk Disney all the time, and we talk about things that no lesser Disney fans don't know. Right? Like, the significance of Black Sunday. Not a lot of people know that. Or, um... Well, I'm not going to get into it, but this suffice it to say, if you have, if you hear my cat, but if you have, um, if there's something that both of you have some general expertise on the same subject, yeah, do it, but don't make it seem like, don't make it seem like you know more than he does on this subject, don't, or he knows more than she does on this subject, now you're trying to one-up each other, this is bad, right, this is a bad look on both of you, so number one is just absolute garbage, it just is. Uh, number two, when you try feigning interest in his hobbies. Number two is also hot garbage. Please, please, for the please, just for the love of all that's holy, do not feign interest in his hobbies. Let me tell you why. Let me just adjust this right here. I'm gonna tell you why. Don't feign interest in his hobbies. I'm gonna tell you why. Because let's say he's watching. Let's say he's a football fan, right? Let's say he. Let's say he's a college football fan, right? And it's it's, it's October. You know, we're getting into. We're getting into a big third. We're getting into the third Saturday in October. Well, it is the third Saturday in October. He's watching college football. He's watching some other games leading up to the third Saturday in October, right? If you're a college football fan, you know what that is. You're watching the game leading. You're watching a game that leads up to 
You're watching a game waiting for the third Saturday in October to begin. Now, you, as a noob, relative noob, because you know nothing about college football, but you want to feign interest in college football just because, right? Just because this article tells you to. So you're going to sit down, you're going to sit down with him, and you're going to look, and you're, going to, you're not going to know what the hell is going on when the analysts start talking about rankings and college football playoff and the computer polls and the AFCO coaches polls and all this stuff. And then he's going to turn around and he's going to ask you a bunch of things because you're feigning interest because you want him to think that you're interested in the sport, even though you're faking it, right? So he's going to ask you a bunch of questions. Like, do you think it's do you think it's cool that such a team is ranked a certain a certain way? Are you going to have that answer? Are you going to have an answer? Are you going to be able to answer it in accordance with why that team is ranked there after beating certain other teams? No, because you have no idea what you're talking about. So again, when you start faking interest in this in this things and this in, when you start faking interest in his hobbies, just because this article told you so, you're setting yourself up, you're setting yourself up for a lot of failure. You really are. I, mean, I can understand his hobbies are kind of simple, but even then, if you don't know anything about it, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Just forget it. Right? Forget about it. Like this, like you say, Becky's forget about it. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't concern you. So go do your thing. Now let's see. And it says the blurb says, "Can you pretend to be a gooner?" Of course, it's English, so it has this language. Can you pretend to be a gooner, if only to enjoy Olivier Giroud uh, with his shirt off? Can you resist yours to roll your eyes at his bad taste of music? Your efforts will go unnoticed or unrewarded, and he'll do the same for you. Not really. Um, it no, I guess it depends on the interest, but even then, I can't see myself, and a lot of other guys like this too, can't see ourselves faking interest in something just because. Either we know it and we're interested in it, or we're just not. There's no reason. There is no real. Maybe I did that. Maybe you do that in high school because there's this girl you like, so you want to take interest and want you just to like impress her or whatever. But if you're over 16, that just goes by the wayside. So, I mean, there is a thing as maturing and growing up. Get out of this face. So, there you go. Number two is absolute hot garbage. Number three. When you have a signature smell, that's a kind of yes or no, but let's read the blurb first. Excuse me. Be liberal with the perfume on a date like that I do not agree with, but let's keep going. I'll tell you why in a minute. Smell association can conjure intimate memories and your fragrance has the count has the power to remind to re, has the power to remind of him of your first kiss, the morning after and everything in between. All that all that from simply walking into the room. That's a yes or no. And it depends on the fragrance because fragrance again, whether you like that's all subjective. Some some people like certain fragrances, some people don't like it. I myself am a huge fan of Tresor. Tresor drives me crazy, all right? So women that wear Tresor, it just, it just drives me nuts. Tresor isn't everybody's cup of tea, and I get that. I like it. A lot of other people don't. So when you say and you say be liberal with the perfume, like you don't want to go around smelling like a well, you know, a sex worker from the great country of France. <laughs> you don't want to go around smelling like that because, again, your man may like that. Your man may like that. Uh, may like that perfume. But others that may be in that room or in that restaurant or in wherever they are, others may not like it. So you got to. You got. There's 
I mean, CO2 is a thing. Wherever you have CO2, if you're ever in the military, you know CO2 is. CO2 is consideration of others. Consideration of others is a thing. So be liberal with the perfume on date light? Absolutely not. I say be more conservative with the perfume, you know, because the perfume is only... My rule is this. Perfume, the way you use perfume or cologne for men, because, again, a lot of men go crazy with the cologne. I, I know I do. And I, so it's a habit I need to stop because I waste a lot of money doing it. And I shouldn't be. Then again, I can't go too long with cologne. Well, anyway, uh, high, power, high expensive, high-quality cologne in, in last order. But, it, but that's beside the point. It's not the point I'm making. What I'm saying is this. Your perfume or your cologne should only be smelled. This is just my rule. Your rule may be different. But my personal rule is this. Perfume or cologne should only be smelled up close. Why? For obvious, well, not even why. For obvious reasons. Because, again, if somebody's wearing Fisor and I can get in close enough to where I can detect the hint of it on you, and that has to be real close, well, guess what? We're real close. The story writes itself at that point. You understand what I'm saying? So when you're, But when you're liberal with the perfume... Everybody in the room can smell it, and it's going to turn some people off. It's going to make some people complain, and then even then, if it's overpowering, you know, what are you going to do? Not like you can take it off. You just got to live with it. So again, do yourselves a favor, and just be more just be more conservative with the perfume, and make sure that if you smell it, you can always smell it up close. Again, for obvious reasons. Uh, let's see, number four, when you take the piss out of them, <laughs> gotta love the English. Men spend their time ruthlessly making jokes at the expense of their mates. And it's unlikely you're going to get away scot-free on date night. <laughs> you know, if your man's making crack, if your man's cracking on you on date night, you got to wonder if that man's the right one. That's just red flags all over the place, right? But it is what it is. Maybe you have that. Uh, if it's a first date, yeah, it's a red flag. I think if you've under, if you've established that kind of a relationship where like you can crack on each other and it's all in fun, but even then, even then, you have to be careful because you may you may throw a crack out there that genuinely hurts their feelings. So again, that's dangerous waters to tread. So you need to you need to tread that carefully. Um, don't take it the wrong way. Catch him off guard with the way he put down of your own. So, again, if you hurt your feelings, you're going to hurt his feelings at the same time. And it says, don't take it the wrong way. But a lot of people, when they hit a sensitive point, you have no choice but to take it the wrong way because they hit a soft spot. What are you going to do? Return the favor? So this is what I say. Uh, especially on, now, maybe when you're at home, right, and you're lounging around and you walk past, and you're like walking past whatever, make a little quip. Make a little joke, right? Because, again, it's not, there's no chance of public humiliation there if you're at home doing your, your own thing. But out on date night, that is not the place to be making cracks and jokes. That's a, that's a place where, out on a date is a place where you're supposed to enjoy being together, separate from any jokes. Now, get home, joke all you want. You're, excuse me, you're in the bedroom, joke all you want. You're in the bathroom, joke all you want. Crack on his tiny little pee-pee. It doesn't matter because you're in the bathroom and there's no real chance of public humiliation. Don't do it online because, again, that's akin to public humiliation. However, if you're in the bathroom, nobody's around and you make a crack on his tiny little thing, then it is what it is. And then he can crack on your sagging girls or whatever. And that's how this, that's just how that goes. But 
out on date night is not the place to do that. So again, number four, uh, keep steaming pile of buggy poop. Now, uh, number five, when you wear mismatching underwear, I do have a thought about this one. Let's let's do the let's do the blurb. Just because he loves seeing you in your best lingerie, let me try to pull this a little closer, but not too close for obvious reasons. Um, just because he loves seeing you in your best lingerie doesn't mean you have to live in it. Uh, okay. He'll find catching you in a sports bra and briefs equally sexy. It looks like you weren't planning on having sex, but he's managed to get you in the mood. First of all, um, the sports bra and briefs do not really scream that I'm in the mood. It just doesn't. The sports bra and briefs means that either A, I'm being lazy today and I just kind of want to lounge around, or B, I'm getting ready to go to the gym and I really don't have time to even be bothered, right? That's sports bra and briefs. Now, here's my thing about matching underwear. And maybe it's because I I grew up when Victoria's Secret and Fredericks of Hollywood and all the other lingerie shops were just gaining popularity, right? This is when I was coming up. So all these, all these catalogs and stuff that my oldest sister used to get delivered to the house, and of course, me being a me being the typical teenager would go, would always be the first to greet the mailman when he's when he delivers the when he delivers the catalog, and he and he understood he got a good laugh out of it. But I come to appreciate matching underwear. What I mean by matching underwear is matching color and color texture and material. Only texture and fabric. Because a lot of times, ladies, what you do is you'll put on your basic black bra with like green or flower print panties. And it's like, really? If I'm going to put on a suit and I get it, suits and, suits and underwear are different. Underwear is not meant to be seen. Got it. Point stipulated. However, when it comes to being around the house, even that, even then, even then, because you don't see when somebody wears. I, I'm just one with. I'm just one that likes matching my clothes. So if I have a suit, this jacket is going to be the pants. That's how suits are made: jackets and pants. Jackets and pants are the same. Wear a white shirt, and the tie that brings it all together. Right? That's how. You don't see a freaking pinstripe jacket, a black pinstripe jacket with freaking beige slacks. You just you, that's not a suit. Yet and still, you you have these women wearing black underwear, I mean black bra and flower print panties, and it's like, okay, can you like match your underwear? Like I, I understand that you know, I understand that it's you know you you just throw it on and throw clothes over, and I got that, I get it. But when you're talking about what men find sexy in a woman, see, not matching your underwear is for you, and we get that. However, when we, talk, when we talk about what men find sexy in a woman, more men than not will say that a woman who has a matching who has matching underwear, so whose bra and panties match in color, texture, and material, that's sexier than anything else. I'm just saying. You can pull ten men and ask them that. Five is a hot, steaming hot, steaming hot pile of dog food. Number six, when you drunk text them. It can be fun and flirty more often than not. It's not. Because when you're, 
when you're drunk texting, and it depends on how drunk you are too. But when you're drunk texting, especially if you're like Rip Betty Ford blasted, vivid. I'm sorry, I shouldn't crack with Betty Ford like that. But if you're Betty Ford blasted, you run the risk of saying something that may not come across. See, here's the thing about text. Text, you don't get the with text, you just get the words. You don't get you don't get things like intonations. You don't get that feeling of um well this maybe it's a sarcastic or maybe oh she's just drunk texting and Sometimes you see the words on the screen, and they are what they are, and you take them how they take how you, how they take them because you read them and they're there. So you don't know how to take it, so you take it the only way you know how to take. It. But it's a drunk text, and this is why I say, drunk texting. If you're not about being flirty with your drunk texts, which even that could go wrong too, because you you end up being flirty with the wrong person because you're drunk and you hit the wrong and you hit the wrong what's it called? Then that has happened. All right. I'm not gonna say who has happened to. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know, yours truly behind this microphone has ever accidentally drug texted the wrong person and had to clean it up the next morning. I'm not saying I ever did that, right? Keeping my mouth shut about that. However, um, it's just not drug texting. Even though it could, it seems like a lot of fun. I wouldn't do it too often, just because a guy thinks it's sexy. Because honestly. A lot of things that you say when you're drunk. Then again, they say alcohol speaks a sober mind. That is what it is. But a lot of things that you say when you're drunk just don't come across as sexy. Don't. don't. All right, let's see. Uh, number seven. When you order whatever the hell you want. Okay, I'll, I'll let me get to this real quick. Uh, returning from the returning from the pub bar with two pints of cheap lager and some salty sustenance is a surefire way to win and warm his heart. Yes or no? I can appreciate a girl who can drink a nice beer, right? I, I appreciate a beer connoisseur of a woman. Because here's the thing, and I don't want to take too much time away from this, but me living in Germany for a little while, it wasn't very long, but I was there for a decent amount of time. It wasn't like a whole, it wasn't like a whole thing, but I lived there for a decent amount of time. So I got when I got home. To America, back to the states. I tried to drink American beer and I just couldn't because it, it was it was watery to me, and I don't understand how. Well, it's America. I get it. So I can appreciate a beer a beer kind of sort. Uh, however, well, let's just keep going. Um, salty sustenance is a surefire way to warm his heart. But says be confident in your cocktail choice or the messy rack of ribs you want to nibble on it. It's it'll make him feel like he's getting to know the real you. Yes or no? Because, yeah, order what you want, right? Don't worry about being a messy. Because some guys find girls that are just a little bit, not like overly slobs or anything. But if you're not afraid to get a little bit of sauce around your mouth or on your fingertips or whatever the case is, I can see where that could be a little endearing, right? But when they say order whatever the hell you want, here's the connotation that I take from it. And here's where this can get dangerous. So you go to the restaurant and you order whatever the hell you want. It just happens to be, it looks good. It just happens to be the most expensive thing on the menu. But you get it and he pays for it because it's a date, right? So all this, he pays the $150 tab on the date, on the meal. You finish the date, you get home two days later. Now he gets a text. You tell him that you're not feeling it. You're, you're you thought about it, and you're just better off being friends. 
But wait, did he just spend $150 on your meal? See, here's the, and this is where it gets dicey. Because you're sitting here, you're ordering whatever the hell you want. Of course, he, and he says, okay, again, if he gives you that green light, and he says, you know what? Go ahead and order whatever you want. Sky's the limit. It's on me. Fine. A lot of a lot of women don't get that opportunity to order whatever the hell they want anyway, regardless, because they feel like if a man can't pay for it, a man can't afford them. Okay, fine. And if you leave them, I mean, if you tell them that, if you tell them that later on down the line after he spent all this money on you, but it wasn't enough, and you figure out that he's still too broke to be able to afford you, so you tell them that that you don't want, you only want to be friends with him wherever you don't see any romance there. He'll be heard about it, but he'll go back and think his lucky stars because he dodged a bullet with you. Why well, dodge a tactical nuke? Because here's the thing. If you took advantage of him like that, what other ways won't you take advantage of him, right? That's a, This is what's going on in his brain. So again, this order whatever the hell you want is very, it gets into very dicey territory because where does it, where does it go from ordering whatever the hell you want into taking advantage of it. Where's that line drawn? Nobody knows. So, again, you won't even know that you cross that line until you make the decision of whether you do or don't want to pursue the relationship. By that, by that time... <laughs> excuse me. By that time, it may be too late. I'm just saying. And then number eight. Uh, when you hold your own in a shouting match... Now, again, arguments have to happen, and I get that. However, um, I said in an earlier show that, and I keep bumping into my microphone, I really should back off from it because, again, I shouldn't be this close because for obvious reasons. But um, holding your own shot matching, I always said that I, and I, go, I did a show on this, I always say that I'd rather have timely communication over good communication because good communication at the wrong time is wasted. That's just what I believe. Good communication at the wrong time is wasted. I'd rather have bad, I'd rather have I'd rather be communicative at the right time, because even bad communication at the right time can be worked out. However, if it's mistimed, it's wasted. Now what I mean is this. If you're still if a fight happens, right? Let's say this argument happens, right? And tempers flare. And maybe some things are said that hurt their feelings, maybe not, who knows? But hold on, let me make sure. Um, let me make sure we're good here. Yeah, so maybe things are said to hurt. I mean, to hurt feelings. Maybe not. Uh oh, I didn't mean to do that. See, there I go opening stuff again. I should really minimize that. That would reduce a whole lot of headache. Um, and this too, because this would reduce a whole lot of headache as well. Come on, reduce. There we go. Um, so maybe things were said to. Maybe some hurtful things are said. Maybe not. However, if you still try to get over it while the hurricane is still overhead, you're not going to get anywhere. This is why I say sometimes it's better to sleep on things. Go to sleep, man. Why? Because when you wake up, maybe, just maybe, you can come together at a time where the hurricane is long gone. And sometimes sleep will do that. Sometimes sleep has this excuse me, wonderful power of... That's a wonderful power of calming you down. And when you wake up after good night's sleep, you two will be ready to talk about it in a in a much more in a much more mature manner. Again, I'd rather have timely communication. I'd rather bad communication at a good time, at a great time. Well timed bad communication than good communication that's ill timed. 
The guilt communication that's ill time is wasted. It's just what I believe. But anyway, let's see. Cold shoulders and silent treatment achieve nothing. Give up a verbal bollocking and he'll appreciate your directness and find your sort of attitude irresistible. Not really, because a man, any man, well, excluding what we call beta males, right? A man that's a provider protector doesn't want an assertive woman. It just doesn't happen. And if you're assertive, if you want to be assertive with a provider protective man, you better get ready to be single. I'm just saying, because again, that man isn't going to take your assertiveness for very long. It doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how good you think your point is. If you're being assertive with him, and I get it, assertiveness has assertiveness does have its place. Yes, but when your thing is asserting yourself, when that's your stick, get ready to be single because he's not going to take that for very long. He's just not. He's going to be like, you know, f this, get out of my house, or f this, I'm out of here. What are the two? This says, what better way to end an argument than ripping each other's clothes off, right? Wow, only in Hollywood. This has been watching way too many movies. Number nine, when you, when you get really passionate about your hobby, here's one that I do kind of agree with, because if a girl, a woman, whatever, has a hobby, has, some, has a skill they're really good at, and they, they hone in on a hobby, there's really nothing sexier than watching her do that. Watching her do something that she's really good at as a hobby. Um, case in point, I had, a, I had an ex many, 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 many moons ago. Back when I was into dating older women. Um, she had this thing about crocheting. And she crocheted an afghan that was just absolutely beautiful. Beautiful afghan. And it was, it was interesting watching her do it because when... Excuse me. When people... When people are passionate about what they do, just watch Gordon. And I was watching Gordon Ramsay make a hamburger today. And I'm looking at him make this hamburger. And it's a hamburger for goodness sake. You just fry some meat. You fry some meat, throw some cheese on it, boom, boom, with the bun, lettuce, tomato, serve it, right? Gordon Ramsay has a way of making a hamburger that is that turns it into artwork. Like, you're watching a master painter. And even I was thinking in my head, like, damn, watching this guy cook the most Basic meals is like watching Picasso paint one of his masterpieces. Or watching, it has to be like watching freaking Monet create water lilies. Or watching, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, do with the scream. Watching him, Munch, Edward Munch. Just watching one of those guys paint these things. That has to be what this is like. It's the same thing with women and their hobbies. If you see a win, if you see a woman doing what she is passionate about doing as a hobby, and you're watching her do this, whether it be crocheting, cooking, gaming, whatever it is, so I, I do agree with Emmerich. And it says whether it's dancing, baking, BMX riding, making time, making time for something other than Netflix and chill every night. Oh, look, my son come to visit me in the studio. Hey, want to say hi to the world? Hi to the world. <laughs> You're on the air right now, just so you know. Okay. So, what do you need? What you need? What are you looking for? Okay, well, I'm going to go talk to America, all right? Cool. Good talking to you. <laughs> um, 
It says, whether it's baking, or BMX riding, making time for something other than Netflix and chill every night shows him how passionate you can be. Don't expect him to join you singing along to Taylor Swift. Well, not every time. Just enjoy the knowledge he's watching. Enjoy the knowledge he's watching you with a huge smile on his face. And that's absolutely true. There's nothing sexier than a woman who can apply her, traps, who apply her craft with something that she's very skilled at. It's, it's mind-blowing, to say the least, us man. So this one I do agree. Number 10, we do embrace the morning after. Bad head and half-removed makeup is, uh, is a combo some girls shy away from, but there's nothing sexier than a girl confident in her own skin, especially when he is still mentally patting himself on the back about last night. It'll prove to him that you're something to be proud of. Here's the thing. They kind of contradicted themselves in this whole... He, he contradicted himself in this book. He says, bad head and half-removed makeup, and then he talks about a girl who's confident in her own skin. You're not going to have... You're not going to have all this makeup on, right? You're not gonna have all this makeup on if you're if you're comfortable in your own skin. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna know that fresh face. You're above average in looks, and people, the girls who are above average in looks and fresh face, don't need a whole lot of makeup. So, but notwithstanding the self contradiction in that, um, you gotta remember that um, the makeup eventually has to come off. So you gotta make sure that you're somewhat accurately portraying who you are, what you look like. To him, because again, that when that morning comes and that wake up's half removed, if it's way too heavily done and now it's only half removed, you're gonna look pretty silly. I'm just gonna say that, All right? But yeah, anyway, bracing the morning after, yes and no. Number eleven, when you stay out in your gym, when you stay in your gym gear post workout, don't come home and jump straight into the shower unless you're unless you're taking him in too. Agreed. You may feel like a sweaty wreck, but all you can see is a fake girl wearing your tightest clothes. It doesn't get much better. Uh, plus, just because his sweat sinks doesn't mean yours does. Uh, if anything, it'll fire up even more. Okay, so this guy has no, really no clue what he's talking about. I mean, he made a good point, but he has no clue what he's talking about. He just, again, uh, dogs, the sun shines on the dogs behind every now and then, right? Here's the deal. Staying in your gym clothes post-workout. It's disgusting. You, you're, you're sweating in that. Now you're walking around smelling like. And then again, it says, it's because his sweat stinks. Trust me, yours does too. I mean, yeah, you have BO just like he has BO, right? Don't, don't, don't go for that whole, well, pH balance for a woman think No, it doesn't work that way. Women sweat too, and this, the sweat is made up of the same materials that men's sweat is. And. Again, women have BO just like men do. So if you stay in these sweaty, dirty, smelly clothes, and then you want to get close, and it's like, ah, oh, take a shower, put on some sword. Then we can get close. And then 12, when you boss stressful situations. Don't get the meltdown when travel turns sour, or taking your stressful day at work out on him just creates bad vibes. Instead, learn to laugh at yourself, and if he tries to make you smile at him, he'll not feel like he's making a difference. Yes, true. Uh, if you're having, if you're in a stressful situation, he's there. He's a resource. Use the resource. A lot of these women are like, well, I don't need a man. Okay, fine. If you don't need a man, prove it. Right? But if you have a man and you're going through these sexual, why, go, why are you going through it alone? Did you have this man? And then you want to complain that, oh, the man is in there. What did you, again, did you use him as a resource or just as an emotional dump? Because here's the thing. Uh, men don't like being the emotional dump. No, we like being the resource to help you whatever it is you need, even if it's just a listening ear, so you, that you can, so that you can get off your chest what you need to get off your chest without being an emotional dump. 
However, just to have a man there, just have a man there, just to have a man there, and then you're still doing your stressful situations on your own. That just reeks of immaturity. So again, you have a man there, use him. He's a resource. He's a resource to help you get through the hard times. And then remember that you're also the resource for him to help him get through the hard times. It's what's called, remember, because of that R, reciprocation. That's it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take another commercial break. And then when I come back, we're going to get into how to make your online dating lives even more fulfilling. So we're going to go into commercial break. And then when I come back on the end of this 10 minutes or 9 minutes and 38 seconds, then um, we'll get into that. You're listening to the ABC podcast on Blog Talk Radio Saturday special. Commercial break. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, our Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounder, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do, too. That's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say. Relief is just a swallow away. Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headache and upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Jake, Ice cream topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big tootsie roll pops. I'm a princess. 
shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden Fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, I've got a Swiss cream sandwich for you, crisp golden cookies, and in between, an extra thick, it's my pick, filling of cream, dessert time, tea time, don't miss Swiss. As the man around here, you can quote me on this. Yoo-hoo-hoo, it's Swiss cream sandwich for you-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-ho
and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks. And hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day. The Gemini Space Flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of new Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. So, as we do on Saturdays, I'm going to tell you how you can improve your station in online dating. Because, again, online dating is a thing. It's not going anywhere. So, as long as online dating is not going anywhere, let's try to make the best of it. Um, because that's just what we do, right? Right. Okay. So, I have a profile pulled up, and I already see the mistakes. But before I even get into that, I found an article from Psychology Today, and I read it earlier in my earlier show that I had to scrap for reasons. But um, it was called, it's called, and it's, it's written by Roxy Zarabi, Dr. Psychology, and it's uh, Mindful Dating. So it says, 12 Tips for Online Dating Success. So again, as I like to do, I like to go through these and see if I agree, disagree, and if I don't agree, why? And if I do agree, why? So let's go through this. Key points. It was published on May 3rd, 2022, so not that long ago. Last May. No, two days ago. Sorry, two days ago. I'm in the wrong damn year. Key points. Success bullet. Success in online dating requires patience and self-awareness. True. Bullet. Spending a lot of time spending a lot of time talking to one match before meeting them can lead to premature attachment that cause one to overlook red flags. True. Excuse me. Again, I'm going to try to power through this. 
I understand I'm not in the best place, but the show must go on. Let's say, will it? It's hard to connect with others while burned out and not fully present. Taking a break from online dating can help you feel the process true. One of the big mistakes I see is people do the serial dating thing and they wonder why it is they're tired, they're exhausted, they feel like people the way they do. And it's because you don't take enough time for yourself. I'll tell you what. When I split from my ex, and again, I I, re- I hashed that story out in a previous show, what all happened there. When my ex split, um, I took a whole ass year. And again, that year, I, I got my apartment, I didn't have anything. Like, I literally had my TV and my PlayStation, a few dishes, and my bed sheets. I didn't even have a bed like this. All I had in my house, my house is pretty much, other than that, my house is empty. And it was great because I came home and I only had myself. And it's, I'm not saying that, you know, it's that's something everybody should strive to. But the reasons why I said it was great was because I had nothing to run behind. I had nothing to hide behind. It was me and my thoughts. And it forced me to do the introspection. It forced me to look at myself in the mirror. And it forced me to come to grips with things that I had done wrong. Some thoughts that I had that weren't the best, that were wrong that were misguided, and I had to repent of those. I had to repent of those, but also I had to forgive myself for thinking those things, and then I had to go about changing, and then I would go about changing my mindset. And when all that came together in about the, in about the seventh month, I put myself back out there, and I had actually had fun dating. So I was in a, I was, I could say that I dated, I was in a proper headspace, and I had a lot of fun. I met some great people, great people. Not a not-so-great person, but I met majority of people that I made were great. Shout out to uh, shout out to Sheree and Stephanie. But um, let's see. Here, psychology today. Um, many people have a love-hate relationship with online dating, whether it's uh, because of matches who are using old pictures or lying about their age. I've seen that. I did that actually in my last show that I had to scrap. The one profile that I pulled up, her picture was from 2021, and it was a scam. Just no, no, and no. The German say nine. Um, or matches who never want to meet up. Chances are, excuse me, at least a few people you know have experienced frustration and disappointment with online dating. On the other hand, there are many people who have had successful re- experiences with online dating. There was a time when online dating wasn't the norm, but these days, so they talk about back in the early 90s and 80s and before that. Uh, but these days, it may feel like you're less likely to meet a potential partner in real life than it is to meet them online. That's kind of count because you are you are just as likely to meet somebody online as you are in person. It's just that in person you gotta actually put in the work. And I get it a lot of women still play center still sit back and play center field and expect things to come to them. And it just doesn't happen and especially in the age of online dating when there's such a proliferation of that is a proliferation of single people. And so to hold strat the old strategy of playing center field and waiting for something to happen. It's just not, it just doesn't do it anymore. So, there we go. In fact, you have a higher chance of success meeting somebody organically, still. Because you have to put your personality forward from the get-go. Let's see, it says, in order to have a successful experience with online dating, the process requires patience and awareness of how you may be getting in your own. It requires patience and awareness of how you may be getting in your own way. If you've been feeling frustrated with online dating and want to increase your chances to have success with the process, considering the following tips. Number one, preserve your dating energy. 
is easy to get tired of using dating apps and websites, especially if you're swiping on matches all throughout the day. The more burnout you become, the more drained you will feel, the less energy you will have for potential partners who would be a good match. Consider using a dating app one to two times a day for a set amount of time. This allows you to preserve your dating energy so that you can show up as your best self with the matches you already have. That's a good point. And my my rule, my general rule, and you can adopt it if you want, is I think it's a good rule. I think you should adopt it, but it's still up to you whether you want to do it or not. I say this. Once when you wake up, once before you go to sleep. That's it. That's it. Check your matches. Check your matches right before you go to sleep. Check your matches when you wake up. Otherwise, enjoy your day. Don't even worry about the dating yet. That is the best way to keep yourself from getting burned out, I'm telling you. See, two, check in with yourself before deciding to swipe on a date. Have you ever gone to a grocery store when you're really hungry and end up grabbing everything in sight? Similarly, if you're feeling sad, lonely, or hopeless, it's going to be difficult to make decisions that are aligned with your best interests. Especially, yeah, especially when you're sad and lonely. Don't do and I say, if you came out of a traumatic situation, take time for your. There's nothing wrong with taking time for yourself. Just do it. You'll be glad you did. So that when you when you do start swiping right, you're doing it in the right mindset. Uh, so there's that. Number three, limit the number of matches you are talking to at the same time. Good, good point because it gets kind of muddled. You start talking to this person, you start talking to that person, you start talking to that person. As the details and the individual details of who all these people are starts rolling in, and then now you're talking to so many people, you're starting to confuse. You think that Tom. You think that Tom has a mother that died when it was actually Gary that had the mother that died. So you're telling Tom, I'm sorry about, I'm sorry to hear about your mother. And then you're like, my mom's still alive. Oh, wait, then who was that? It was Gary. But So you understand where that goes wrong, right? However, on the other end of that, when you talk to one person for too long, go back up to, I think it was the first point. Talking to one person too long can create a uh, sense of, create an early sense of attachment, one. And two, while you're talking to this one person, some other people might be getting away. And then if that person doesn't work out, then what? You took too long responding to these other people, and then they're no longer interested. So now what do you do, right? So there you go. Number four, assess what you find most draining about online dating. Take some time to evaluate where in the dating process you may be experiencing some energy leaks and how to recharge. A lot of people spend way too much time and effort in these dating apps. Yeah, the profile's important. Once the, profile's, once the profile is up and it's, and it's good, and God sees that it is good, then the only thing you should really do is sit back, and as much as I hate doing that, because I hate saying play center field. That's not, the, that's not what I do. However, with a good profile, they'll come to you. Remember that there's, a, there's an old, old saying that says, Build a better mousetrap and the world will be the path to your door. That's absolutely true in every sphere of, every sphere of things. And it dominates capitalism. I have something to say about capitalism. I'm going to do that in a later time. Build a better profile and men will be the path to your door. Don't waste energy. Don't waste energy on something that your profile is not really doing the work. So you're doing all the work that your profile is supposed to do. Now you're spending all this energy. No. Build a great profile and let the profile do the work. Uh, number six, if you need a break, recharge, take one. I already talked about that. That's why I took that year off after I split Play with my ex. Seven, be honest with yourself about your relationship, needs, intentions, and deal breakers. Don't compromise your morals for somebody, all right? Because, again, in your effort to get that man, you're going you're gonna to do that, and that man doesn't even want you. That man wants that woman, and that woman ain't you. So what have you, what have you accomplished at that point? What? 
Hello, Beef. If you can tell me, if you can articulate that to me, leave it on my page. Eight, do not focus exclusively on one match or spend endless amounts of time talking to someone before meeting up. We just talked about that. Ten, consider whether there's anything you learned from previous online dating experiences that could benefit you. Life is all about learning. You learn from everything. You bet the, bad, the things you did wrong for the things you did right, you learn from it. If you're not learning, you're dead. I honestly agree with that. Hey, he's back. There's my son is back. What's up? What's the head of the world again? You're on the air. No? Okay. Let's make a whole lot of noise, alright? I know your toys are in your crib. Um, find a way, 11. Find a way to showcase your strengths in your profile. <coughs> I talk about that. Your profile is your, ad, is your advertisement. If you, if you don't build a good advertisement for yourself, you'll never get customers. Oh, you want to sing for us then? You want to sing that beautiful for Christmas for us? Okay, go ahead. You're, you're on the air. Go for it. What? What are you pointing at? <laughs> he has this thing, my son. For Christmas, mommy watched it. Oh, your mommy's watching it. Oh, go out there and watch it with her. What are you, you're missing it. Oh my god, Jack's really just like waiting for you, dude. Go watch it. <laughs> it is so cute. Um... But this is why I say your your profile is your advertisement. Build a better profile, and men be the path to your door. Find a way to showcase your strengths. This is why I keep saying about this is why I keep talking about disjointed profiles and how pictures don't tell the story that the bio does, and it creates a sense of and it creates a distortion in your profile. That's a turnoff for men. If you shore that up, it'll be great. You'll do a whole lot better. And we'll go through some profiles hopefully if we have time. And then 12, get feedback from others about your profile. This is what I'm here for, right? This is what, this is what I've done. I have dedicated my life to this, but again, this is what I'm here. This is what I do. I look at profiles and if there's something that needs to change, which most times there is, and I'll tell you what that is. And I'll tell you how to set it up for success. So again, get feedback. And another thing, and I went over this in the previous show that I had to scrap because of reasons. Um, I said, once you, when you put up a profile, right? Put up your profile, yes. However, look at what everybody else is saying. Look at other people's profiles and see what they're saying. The chances are your profile is going to say the same thing that everybody else's profile says. And then you're just another face in the crowd. Like, and then how is somebody supposed to pick you at that point? You're just another one of the penguins. So, it pays to be the penguin with the red jacket. That's all I'm saying. So look at what other profiles say. Look what everybody else says. And don't say what everybody else says. That's just how, And that's how you win at that game. That's how you win. Got to be different. Got to be, again, got to be the penguin with the red coat, not the black coat. So, again, Psychology Today did a pretty good job with this. Did a pretty good job with this thing. So, kudos to... Kudos to Iku... Oh, no, Iku Hagen just... just uh, what's it called? Do you find your toy? Do you find this toy you want? Is, you want to say hi to the world yet? Oh, you already said hi this earlier, didn't you? Hi, there you go. <laughs> He's okay. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna need silence for this next part. Um, so, well, I guess I'm not gonna get silence. But here we go. Plenty of fish. This is hopeful one five three one. She's fifty two from Gig Harbor. Now, when I tell you about these profiles, 
She makes them. She makes the mistakes, right? I'm telling you this one. She makes the mistakes. Now, I'm oh, sorry. My girlfriend had to come and take my son out because now he's doing all kinds of things. You know, the, you know, when you have a studio at home, these things happen. Um. Oh wait. Uh, well. No, you cannot come in. This is my studio recording. Okay, there we go. Now, she's 52 from Gig Harbor. She's a paraeducator. She's got a bachelor's degree. She's a woman. Bro, oh, use the airplane outside. May I help you? Airplane. Oh, hey, get that. All right, be gone. <laughs> Take your airplane and be gone. <laughs> uh, I got to move my studio, but hey, what are you going to do, right? I'm on Hopeful 531. I focused so much in the last 15 years on raising my son. That's mistake number one, but let's keep going. But now I've decided it's time to think of myself as well. Mistake number two. Okay, I love to meet someone who is consistent, open-minded, honest, affectionate, funny. Affectionate and funny. I love hiking, road trips, and exploring new places. Mistake number three. Quiet nights, watching movies, finding new places to dine, and occasionally occasional comedy show are some of the things I enjoy doing. If any of this sparks your interest, feel, please feel free to send me a message as I don't see likes. Best of luck in your search. And if you even remotely like Trump, do not bother. Mistake number four. So here's the deal, and I'll address the Trump thing. Not, not from coming from the angle as a Trump supporter like I am, but from another angle, right? Here's the deal. You have a bachelor's degree. Ma'am, you have this bachelor's degree. Now I understand why you don't like Trump. You have this bachelor's degree. You're a parent educator, so you think you have some kind of you think you have some kind of money. Okay, cool. You're saying you're saying you want somebody, but you don't know what you want. That's mistake number one. How do I know that? Because you said you love to meet somebody who's consistent, open minded, honest, affectionate, and funny. Isn't that your best friend? Isn't your so why are you even you have you have somebody like that as your best friend if you have friends. If you have friends, I'm pretty sure you do. That's your best friend. So I don't I don't I don't get what you what are you looking for in a man? Because again, a lot of these women come here and they want themselves in a the male body. And then when they come when that man comes, then she complains because he's a baby. So again, what is it you want in a man? What is it you want in a man? Because I know for a fact that you don't want you in a man's body. But if it's someone who's consistent, open-minded, honest, affectionate, and funny, well, that's why you have the best friend. So I don't, I don't get it. Why are you here at this point? That's mistake number one. Mistake number two, I love to meet somebody who's, oh wait, uh, I love hiking, road trips, and exploring new places. Again, you're saying something that literally everybody else says. Literally everybody else. So what makes you stand out from the crowd? At this point, you're just another penguin in a black coat. You're just like the rest of them. You're a Passover. You're you don't like you don't like oh let me go let the chair out. Man, I cannot get this going. So again, you like Hillary Clinton so much. You have just become flyover country. I'll just put it that way. I'll just put it that way. You have become flyover country. We'll fly right over you to get to what we want. Again, quiet nights, finding movies, finding new places to dine, and occasionally a comedy show. Literally thousands of other women on Plenty of Fish say that. Literally. So what what sets you out? What, the fact that you have blonde hair and blue eyes? Like, seriously? Oh, the fact that you have a bachelor's degree. Like, as if men care about that, right? Okay. Sure. If any of these pique your interest, how about no? They don't. 
because you haven't said anything to pique our interest. You literally haven't. So let me let me do a small check here. Good. Okay. You literally have to, haven't said anything to pique the interest. I look at this profile. Oh, and even and this is and if you even remotely like Trump, don't bother. So, <laughs> excuse me. I'm gonna take off my Trump supporter hat for a second, all right? Take off my MAGA hat for a second. I have, I have to have two of them. When you say something like this on your profile, do you understand that? Let me tell you how dumb this is. Let me tell you how retarded this is. You say she says that if you even remotely like Trump, don't bother. However, she's looking for a provider protector man, a high value man. What high value man supports Biden? What high-value man supports Pelosi? What high-value man supports Newsom? What high-value man supports Mayor Adams? What high-value man supports J.B. Pritzker? No, what high-value man um, What's Democrat? Now, I get it. There are a lot of liberal billionaires out there. Point stipulated. But, ma'am, you're 52 years old. You're a single mom. You have a bachelor's. You're a paraeducator. You're as far, you went as far as you're going to go. Do you think that you're going to get even a liberal that's even halfway a provider protector? Do you think this is going to happen for you? And this is why this is why we say some of these women are absolutely delusional. If you remotely like Trump, don't bother when the majority, the majority, huh? Oh, oh what? Okay. <laughs> um, when the majority of provider protector men support Trump, I'm just saying. So you've doomed yourself, and you've doomed yourself to a light of beta malehood. And when these beta male, when these beta male comes and they're hitting you up asking for whatever it is they ask for, and then you come back saying you're tired of games, or you're not here for hooking up or whatever. Just remember why, and look at your profile, and know that your profile did you in, Miss Hopeful One Five Three One from Gig Harbor, Washington. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I swear, somebody... I don't know. Y'all don't know what you, you... You you literally don't know what you want, do you? You, you don't. I am thoroughly convinced that women just do not know what they want. They want one thing, but then if they support that thing, that... Never mind. Um, A lot of these are new fam are familiar faces. So, how much time do I have? Oh, plenty? Okay, let's do another one. This one here... Inspired 777. She's 41 from Tacoma, 5 foot 4. Athletic build. Let's see. Yeah, she's. Oh, I wouldn't call that athletic. She's. Okay, look. <laughs> look, Inspired. I'm looking at your pictures here, right? Inspired D777 on Plenty of Fish. I'm looking at your pictures, and though you're not. Though you're not Ruben esque, I will give you that. However, you're not athletic. Athletic means there's some muscle tone. Athletic means you can see the clavicles. Athletic means when you wear your when you wear your violet velvet dress, you don't see the rolls off your stomach, and your arms aren't flabby. You know that that's what athletic is. So again, stop the cap and just say you're average, all right? Because you're average. You are. Hold on. Let me get your stats. You're five four. You look like you're about 150, right? 5'4", somewhere between 150 and 160. You look at your BMI, I will place your BMI somewhere between 26 and 28. 
that is by no uh, that is by no way shape or that is in no way shape or form athletic. Athletic is about 18 19%. Even below. 18 19% is about a bit of healthy. Stop the cat. I think it's I think it's, it shouldn't be difficult. Conversation starter. What makes you you and me me? Okay, I can kind of dig that. Uh, she's mixed. She's brown hair, black, brown eyes, black hair. She's got a bachelor's degree. Oh, here we go with the degrees again. That's single. She wants a relationship. Interested in men. Got to learn to play the man's game. See, here we go. I am not looking for a hookup. Well then, why? Oh well. Uh... Okay, I can't fault your pictures, but. You're not looking for a hookup. Fine. Let's see. I'm in search for my person. I date with a purpose and a goal of potential long-lasting relationship in mind. Yet you do not know what you want. This is why they come up. They come asking for a hookup. You in no way drape it. And it's a shame because she has good pictures. I mean, they're all most of our selfies. And the one on this end actually should be her, should be her leading picture. The one that's not her leading picture. But um, again. It's not that she's bad looking. She's for forty one years old. She's actually pretty good looking. However, and hold on, let me examine her just for a second, because from what I see, she has a low body count. So again, not bad looking, low body count, forty one years old, kids. Let's see. No, it doesn't look like she has kids. So yeah, doesn't have kids. She wants kids. 41, probably not kids aren't going to happen. However, at 41 with a low body count, that can happen for you. You just got to be forward with what you want. And then you won't get these guys messaging you looking for a hookup because they're confused as to what you want. Be more direct with what you want. And then tell us what you have to offer. Again, the reason why a lot of women shy away from telling us what they have to offer is because they literally have nothing to offer. So... No, we are not. We are going to direct connect. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Hello? To start your show now, press 1 to hear important... Since it appears you're calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. Okay, seems like I wasn't connected there. Um, I don't know how much you heard, but we're going to go through this again with Inspired777. Um, again, ma'am, you're not a bad, you're not bad looking. However, you don't advertise yourself well. And when you say that you're not here for hookups, you understand that the reason why you're getting messages about hookups is because you're not clear about what you want. Yeah, you're clear about what you're not looking for. But why be clear about what you're not looking for and not be clear about what you are looking for? It makes no sense. Again, this trying to profile. So streamline your stuff, start saying what you're looking for, and say what you have to offer. And again, a lot of a, a lot of the reason why women shy away from the whole what you bring into the table is because they literally have nothing to bring to the table. Again, without a portfolio, there is no table. So it's not like you can't bring anything to the table. You just lack the capacity to bring things to the table or bring a table to the table. You just lack the capacity. So figure it out, which, what it is you want. You say you want kids, which are 41, so that's probably not going to happen. You have to adjust your parameters a little bit, and then maybe, just maybe, this maybe it'll happen for you. All right, good. Not a bad-looking girl. 
you have a degree, so not that it matters, but it just means that you have you can beat a box of rocks and a spelling bee. That's important, all right? It's not everything, but it's important. Uh, what else? How's about, I remember you, I remember you. Yeah, I remember you. Uh, this one here, who are you? Okay, this one is Jenny Lynn 76. She's from Covington. That's my neighbor. I'm a kid. She's a Covington. She's 5'4, more Ruben esque. How do I know? Because I can't see her clavicles. What is? See? Curvy. Um, let's see. Are we going to do this or what? <laughs> That's actually a good opening line. Now, again, ladies, maybe, just maybe, um, you have this. Thing where you think that putting caterpillars on the end of your eyelids, you think that men will find that attractive. Or maybe because you think that it's attractive. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't. But it's just, it, it's kind of creepy. And to have that as your lead shot, I don't know. You might be sinking your own boat here. On top of wearing like 10 tons of foundational makeup. Again, remember what I said about the wall and when people um hold on, let me adjust here get this microphone where it should be um remember what i said about the wall and how people try to hide the fact that they hit the wall uh this is her but she's hiding the fact that she hit the wall and it's cool you know if that's your thing however when you go on a date is that going to be you and then what about time when it comes when what about when the time comes for you to be fresh face in front of this person it looks like your vice every Picture you have it looks like your vice is the makeup. That shouldn't be your vice. You really shouldn't. You should be confident enough in your own skin to go fresh face at any point. So I appreciate about my girl. That's what I appreciate about my girlfriend. She's confident enough to go to go out fresh face because she understands that fresh face. She's above average. I give her a six. Fresh face out of the shower, no makeup. And again, she hardly ever wears makeup except to like go out and except for shows because for shows you have to wear makeup because it's a show, right? When you're an actress, when you're a performer, it's part of your job. But she understands the fresh face out of the shower. She is the solid six. She is. Why do you call your girlfriend a six? Because she literally is. She's above. She's slightly above average in looks. Yes, she. Yes, she's hit the wall, and yes, she's starting to. She's starting to show. However, even despite hitting the wall, she's still a six. Now she's. She'll be thirty nine this month. In ten years, she'll be forty nine. She'll be a five. Again, I wholeheartedly subscribe to the fact that every 10 years, unless you do something to, unless you make some uh, lifestyle changes to prolong that, every 10 years you lose a point on your looks. So at 49, she'll be a 5. I get that. She'll be half average looks at 49 years old. Let's see. Uh, conversation starting. Anything but politics, which is politics. Understand something, ma'am. That may have flown back in 1980s, early 90s, when Reagan and George H.W. Bush were in office. And really just 80s when Reagan was in office, because nobody really, everybody was doing so well when Reagan was in office. The politics were like, took a sec, was on the back burner. Got it. Mamba's 2024. You have to look at the state of America. And if you don't want to talk about the state that America is in, Okay, I get it. You may not like politics. However, sometimes, just sometimes, politics is just important enough for you to make a couple of concessions. 
I'm just saying. Don't shy away from politics because of the because if you look at the way our country is going, just like the last just like the last girl, if you support Trump, don't bother. Okay. But tell me which man, tell me which high high value protector and provider man supports Biden. Just roll one out in front of me. Alright, just roll one out. Don't roll out no betas like John Ledger. John Ledger's John Ledger's a beta. Leo DiCaprio's a beta. Um, Samuel Jackson, beta. So don't don't roll these betas out. Tell me what provider protector men. Denzel Washington's a perfect example. Provider protector men. Good Christian values. Quotes Trump. Pee wheeze. Um, smoke street socially is Christian. Other doesn't do drugs. Let's see, about January 76. Not paying to be on the site, so I can't see likes. Message me if you're interested. Looking for my dog. Well, dark handsome. I'm only 5'4". Open book just asked me. 5'4 wants somebody over 6 foot. You have some college. So you can't even make a whole lot of money. So what do you want? Do you want a high-value man? Is this why you're here? Because if you want a high-value man, we're just having some college and to be more Ruben-esque, you're probably not going to find it, especially at 47 years old. This is not going to happen. I just don't see it happen. Um, ambitious, all kids all are over 18. At least she doesn't want children. That's the thing. But I don't know. Prospects are looking grim for her. It really is. But she, she literally, she really, really, she literally doesn't know what she wants. Okay, let's see. Uh, you'll be the last one, right? Uh, yeah, you'll be the last one. This one is 10 baby girls, zero one. And yes, she artificially tans. She goes to a tanning salon. That's, and there's nothing wrong with that. You want to go to a tanning salon, that's fine. Uh, blonde hair, brown eyes. Uh, she got grazed, though. She's 50 years old. Uh, from Tacoma. She's 5'4". Everybody's 5'4". What the hell? Does anyone know how to date anymore? Well, we're... the more important question is why are you putting an exclamation point at the end of your question? That's a more important. That's a more important question, right? Please go back to eight. Basic punctuation class. That's, that's all we want, right? Conversation starters all depends on the person. I don't see how, but okay. A meet and greet is always great unless you know for sure that there's chemistry. Then, then anything where you can just enjoy each other's company. That's conversation starters, not on the first date. It's not what they're asking. Okay, at this point, I'm really not sure if... You know what? No. Of course, human resources. That's what's up. Associate's degree. She's an HR person. <laughs> now it makes sense. Uh, associate, associate's degree woman, of course. Uh, hazel, mixed color. Of course, she's gray and blonde and black. She's dyed her hair. So I don't know if she dyed her hair blonde or dyed her hair black, but the grays are showing through. So these are a tricolor hair, which is actually not too bad. Her pictures, this one is a little distant, so you really can't see her because she has sunglasses on. This one's a selfie, it's not so bad. She's not badly built. She's really not. She's, she's got a, okay. Sarcasm is what I do best. Hey, not bad. Um, but, let's see. About head, baby girl. What the F is wrong with people that are BS? If you wanted to see, this is why I talk about coming hot out of the hangar and the crashing the plane into the wall. She just did that. Because now, just reading that first line, I have the impression that she's one of those that, be one of those that crashes planes a lot. 
without being a pilot. Uh, if you want to know anything about me prior to talking, you can save us both time by actually reading this in its entirety. So now you're belittling me, all right? You're belittling your reader. One thing that doesn't make for a good ad campaign is belittling your reader. You don't want to do that. Or belittling your, belittling your target audience. You don't want to do that or else you're not going to sell your product. You never see an ad campaign succeed by belittling their customer, potential customers. It just doesn't happen. Uh, if you only send a hi, I will know that you didn't read anything and will not respond. How do you know that? He just says hi. He says nothing about your profile. So how can you assume that he's not reading? Because you, know, you know what they say about when you assume something. You make it, well, you finish that. But again, don't assume Besides, the reading can either enlighten you, entertain you, entertain you, or make you realize that I'm not the one for you, lol. Either way, I will save, it will save both of, I have a lot of headache for both of us. I just want someone I can feel safe and secure with, again, provide a protector. Uh, someone who isn't FOS like 90% of the people on this site. Again, belittling your, belittling your target audience is not the way to go on a profile. Uh, I'm actually 55 years old, so you lied and said you were 50, but now you say you're 55, so what's your story? Oh, look at this. Wow, she wrote a lot. Um, don't know what happened, but the website wouldn't let me correct it without deleting and starting over. To delete and start over and tell the truth. It's really not that hard. Delete, start over, tell the truth. What the hell is so hard about that? If I am more, wait, if I'm more of a handyman around the house than you are, we're probably not a match. Ha ha, you, you you laugh a lot on the profile. I don't get what that's about. Online, quote-unquote, dating has ruined it for us who truly want to meet a real... Then why are you here? Like, why are you literally here? If you don't like online dating, but you're online dating. It's kind of like you're sitting out there, you're sitting at McDonald's, you're eating, you're chowing down on a Big Mac and the fries and the soda, talking about how unhealthy McDonald's is. What? You understand about disjointed profiles? This is why this woman is single at 55. Is everyone a POF a freaking psycho? Everyone? Would you include you in that? Because I kind of would. So many fake profiles are. Then why are you here? Don't let us get to the point of messaging off this site. But you don't like people on this site. So why are you gonna why would you get to the point of messaging people off the site if you don't like the people on the site? You see what is see what this lady like crash she crashes the well, she pulls out her hangers, she goes into the wall, she crashes the plane into the wall, and it crashes it over and over and over and over and over again. I am very real. No, you're not, because you already said you're 50 when you're actually 55, so you're not real at all. Your tan isn't real. I can guarantee you that, and you've dyed your hair, so you're not real. And I'm looking at the t-shirt that says sarcasm, and I'm betting you, yeah, I'm willing to bet two of my two of the fingers on my right hand that your breasts aren't real. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But you want to come on here and say you're real. Okay, lady. I know what fake breasts look like. I grew up in L.A. I am a strong woman, here we go. Who wants a stronger man who can lead? Here we go. If you're a strong woman, you don't need a strong man because you're already freaking strong. How many times do we have to say that? If you're a strong woman, prove it. Prove it. My God. Why do you want a man who can lead? You can already lead. Then lead. You want a man that can lead, then you're not a strong woman. If you perceive my profile as angry, then you are not the man who is going to become a strong person. See where the logic is. You see, this is that's called coping. See, when you're when you have personality flaws and you know you have personality flaws, how do you know you have personality flaws? Because you run off everybody that you go on a date with. 
whitest person still single. So you have to cope somehow. So in order to cope with your personality flaws, you throw it on everybody else. No, this is you. Let's keep going. Don't just say hi and expect a response. If you're more concerned, see, this is a clinic, and I'm not gonna read I'm not gonna read all of this because I just don't have time. It's a freaking novel about what she doesn't even want. I'm just looking. And it says if you aren't dating to find the one for you, what's the purpose? If you don't like to here's a question for you, ma'am. Miss Miss and baby girl zero one. Here's a question here's a better question for you. If you don't like plenty of fish, what are you doing here? If you don't like the people on Plenty of Fish, why are you asking for, for people to message you? But not to say hi, though. God forbid somebody should want, you to, should want to say hi to you because you'll just ignore them. Now you understand why you're single? Communication and smiling is a must with me. But you're not even a happy person. You don't, you don't come across as happy anywhere on this profile. You don't even come across as genuine on this profile. Yet you want somebody to be communicating and smile with you. Not looking for a texting buddy. If you aren't waiting for you to actually see, this is everything that she doesn't want. Stop spending time on what you don't want and tell us what you do want. And to tell us what you, because not anywhere in any of this 10-minute diatribe that you wrote down, you even turn on, put in your turnoffs. Let's see. Let's go down to the end. If you have no intention of speaking, meaning going from there, let's not waste each other's time. Oh, trust me, lady. Let's see. Nobody's going to waste their time with you. I guarantee you that. Because you are... You're 50 years old, and you think you control the dating market like that. You don't. Trust me. You're way past the wall. You, you're in human resources, so you don't make a whole lot of money. What do you make, like $60,000, $70,000 a year with an associate's degree working in human resources? So you're 50 years old. You don't even make that much money. What would, what would a provider protector man want with you? And then especially the way you're coming across in your profile, it's just not going to happen. It's just not. Let's see. Um, a few turn-ons. Being a gentleman, but you're not even a lady. This is what I understand. You wanted to be a gentleman, you're not even a lady. That's not going to happen. Pumping gas. You're strong. You're a strong, independent woman. Pump your own gas. Walking on the correct side of the sidewalk. You walk wherever you want. Remember, you're strong and independent. Basic chivalry goes a long way, but you're strong and independent. Chivalry is dead for you. Chivalry went. Chivalry left when you when you got your degree. Like when you were what in your thirties. That's what chivalry left for you. I'm done. I'm, so, I'm so done. It's women like this. Women like this crash the play for all kinds of all the other women out there. I'm done with this. I'm going. I'm gone. I've got 90 seconds left, and I'm not going to freaking waste them. ABC, thanks for listening. Sorry I come out so happens. Things like that just piss me off. Anyway, you can catch me on social media. I'm on Facebook. I got three accounts. Well, I got three pages on Facebook. One is my personal page. Um, like Jesse Ramsey 76 or something like that. But if you see me, if you see the picture of me, search Jesse Ramsey, see the picture of me, then cool. 60 um, seconds. You're welcome to follow me there. You can friend my, you can like my personal public page, which is Jesse Ramsey ABC, or the show's page, ABC Podcast on Blog Talk Radio. Search any of those and hit the like button. Also on my social media, oh, I said social media, I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm also, you catch me here on Block Talk Radio, just bookmark your page. I'm scaling down my presence on on SoundCloud. And I'm also on Apple Podcast. So subscribe to the search, the ABC Podcast on Block Talk Radio on Apple Podcast, and then you'll get all the back shows. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Um, I do this from 11 to 12 weekdays and four to, usually 4 to 6 on Saturdays. So catch me then. 
17 seconds. Uh, I'm out. Ten I'm ABC. Seconds. Catch me Monday. I mean, yeah, catch me Monday. Have some new content. Thank you, and I'm out. Peace. I think I'm going to go start a game of Fallout uh, Taylor 2 Wastelands. Y'all go on and make the dating world a better place, will you?